everybody and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. We're back for another episode. We're going to be talking about the start of the season. We're going to be talking about the transfer window. Obviously, now the international window is shut. Lots of deals have been done and completed since the last time we spoke on a podcast. As you can see today, we've got some uh, different guests alongside me. We've got Finn. Finn, how's it going, man? Yeah, all good, thank you. I won't be as um, quite happier than last time anyway. Yeah, what was it? Getting by. I'm I'm more than getting by now. <laughs> I'm all right. Thanks, mate. How are you? I hope so. Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, and we've got Tom as well, Tom Parker. We've not had him on the uh, podcast yeah. before, but Tom, how's it going, man? Yeah, not too bad. Just uh, waiting for this uh, international break to just come and go, basically. I'm I know. already fed up. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's the worst time. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, we've got Tom involved. He, You guys who watched the fans react would have seen Tom. Uh, since the start of lockdown, actually been doing him and obviously been helping with the, uh, some blog posts on the website as well. So it's great to have him on. And uh, another new addition to the podcast is our brand new podcast sponsor. We're delighted to be uh, sponsored and partnered alongside Manscaped. Of course, they're an, uh, an official partner of Wolves as well. Uh, you can get a discount off uh, some Manscaped goodies is that the right word manscaped merch products is probably the right word anyway <laughs> yeah. uh, you can use the discount code talking wolves um and get 20 percent off so it's just at manscaped.com and you'll get free shipping uh, and 20 percent off with the talk uh, with the code talking wolves so uh, yeah be sure to check them out and a big thanks to them for uh, helping us and partnering with us for our podcast for the next few weeks anyway so uh, as always, we're going to start off with talking about the results and what has happened so far since the start of the season. We'll talk a little bit more about the transfers as well, and we'll have your questions that were sent in on social media as well. Uh, but we will kick off with the first game of the season. It was a 2-0 victory over Sheffield United for Wolves to kick off the Premier League after a very disjointed pre-season. Um, Finn, two goals in six minutes. We, we barely scored a goal in the first half last season and to score two goals in the first six minutes of a new season, I think everyone's rubbing their hands together thinking, you know, this is going to be a hell of a season. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to get better than that, is it? That was the best seven <laughs> minutes of the season. We should have um, should have valued them when they happened. But no, yeah, really shocking start. There were some crazy stats about, I think Talking Wolves put them out, didn't we, about like how we'd never scored a goal or something in the first 10 minutes. Or, I can't remember, but they were crazy. You can go back and have a look. <laughs> I remember being shot by him, but no, yeah, um, very unlike Wolves to start like that. And as I said, it's probably the best seven minutes, the only seven minutes you could say we've really played really well this season, arguably. So <laughs> no, yes, it was uh, entertaining, but the rest of the game, it was classic. When You know when Wolves go 2-0 up, it's, no matter when we score them, it's going to be right. Let's see this out. Let's get the clean sheet and Nuno will be happy with that. Yeah, I think uh, off the top of my head, it was the quickest a team had scored two goals in the Premier League before, I, I think, or one for a, a number of years anyway. So, yeah, it was a, I know, it was, it was a cracking start. And Tom, I think after such a dodgy pre-season for most teams, really, but Wolves included, obviously, with the international break, or starting a little bit later with Europe, I think we couldn't have got off to a better start, really, could we? Yeah, I mean, some of the players came back on the Thursday, didn't they? And we played on, and we yeah. played on the Sunday. So, to be honest, I was expecting a... I was expecting like a one-one or something, a little bit, just like a muted game. But yeah, uh, I mean, it was like Nuno said in his post-match interview. They knew that Sheffield United were going to race out the blocks, so they tried to just do do it better, and we did. Um, I, to be honest, I, yeah, it was it was a surprise. <laughs> I don't think uh, I was. I was sort of sitting there thinking, "Geez, this uh, Wolves 4.0 is like a it's a real coke, <laughs> it's like a real coked up attack, isn't it?" 
Um, <laughs> it was yeah, it was crazy. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was it, it was good to see us actually sort of get at teams a little bit more. But then, like Finn said, you just knew as soon as we were two 0 up, even after about what seven or eight minutes, that we were just gonna basically see out the game for another eighty minutes, and that's basically what happened. Uh, although Saez could have had a hat trick, interestingly. So mm. yeah, that was I saw sort of the the start of that weird advanced centre back role that I've seen not so much in the last game or so, but especially the Sheffield United and even the Manchester City game where the centre backs just seem to burst forward. Say obviously scoring his goal from the header, forget another half chance from a corner, and then that chance where well, did he hit the woodwork in the end? I think. Yeah, I think Ramsdale palmed it onto the post. Then yeah, he? yeah, that was a ridiculous run, and mm. obviously him and him and Jimenez could have had a, a bite there. And you know there were chances for Wolves to kill off the game. Sheffield United, I think, had the the half chance in there at the start of the second half where they hit the woodwork. But for a, for a team that had such a bad pre season, you could say to kick off with a result like that, you know, I thought. After six minutes, we were going to win the Premier League. After that, after that result, you, I reckon Nuno was trying to sort of copy Wilder's system of overlapping centre backs and yeah. just like do them at their own game, sort of thing. It worked. That must be what it was. But yeah, yeah, and you know, Jimenez's goal as well. Pedence oh, left there, uh, Lundstrom on his backside, and it was a lovely, lovely cushion finish. Uh, Finn, how did your uh, supporters take that one? <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never know how the season's going to go. How many he's going to score, and to get one within within a few minutes was nice. But um, yeah, it went down went down very well. But it was it was a good goal all round, as you say, leaving Lundstrom flat on his ass, and then the finish from Jimenez. It was like it was like surely he's going to. I mean, I would have taken probably three touches, let alone hit it that first time. It was unbelievable. Um, but no, yeah, it was a it was a good. So was it Sace? Sace got the other one, wasn't it? They got yeah. the, yeah, yeah, the corner the as well, yeah, because I was. Train. I remember yeah. with my FPL, I, who did I go for in the <laughs> end? I, I didn't put Sace in, and then he scored classic, and then uh, yeah, he's been doing well this season, Sace. But um, but no, yeah, it went down very well. Um, the more, the more, really, the first two fixtures, the more you see other games, for example, like Sheffield United's games and Man City's games, the less impressive they look. Do you know what I mean? Like with everyone beating Sheffield mm-hmm. United so far, yeah. and people actually going up against Man City and doing well because I know we'll get onto that in a minute. But yeah, they are looking. Less and less impressive by the game, but I think this season's going to be a, a freakish season anyway. You can't really take one game, uh, as you say, like with Villa and stuff like that. You just can't can't take a game as like context anymore. It's so strange. Yeah, it's going yeah. to be an entertaining one, I think. Yeah, as Nuno says, we we take every game at a time or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> that's, I'm sure that's what he says. <laughs> He's said the same thing for the past three years. <laughs> tough team, tough team. Next one will be tough. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Well, we move on now to the EFL Cup. Um, oh. After such a decent start to the season, I think you know Wolves fans were looking towards this game and thinking, you know what, let's go on a little cup run this season. Um, against Stoke, the next draw came out and it was going to be Gillingham or commentary. Turned out it was going to be Gillingham. And then the lineup came out and I think Wolves fans are thinking, who knows going for this? This this looks interesting. I'll, I will refresh everybody's memories of the lineup for that game because I'm sure most of us have, have forgot the game already. Um, <laughs> we started John Rudin goal, Bolly, Cody and Sace. Yes, our main back three across the back. Oscar Burr and Vinagre as the wing-backs. Then Duncan Neves and uh, Vitor Ferreira or Vitinha in the middle. And then Adama starting up front with uh, Fabio Silva. Um and it and it somehow finished one 0 to Stoke. It, <laughs> we even brought on Pedro Neto, Raúl Jiménez, and Daniel Pedence. Finn, I mean, as I said, I think everyone's trying to forget this game, but this was an absolute shocker and a bit of a non-event in the end. 
Yeah, and as you say, with those subs, it wasn't as if we brought Silver Adama off. It was like we had eight attackers on the pitch at the end. It's maybe why yeah. we, maybe why we conceded. Um, but yeah, it was like Stoke were playing a second team as well. The bloke that scored, I think it was his first game or something as a as a sub. Um, but I remember it was the first game I'd ever live streamed online, and I just felt confident. The first half, despite nothing clicking, we're used to a nil-nil first half, and I thought Fabio Silva yeah. showed some very classy touches. Uh, Vitinha looks looked good on the ball, but there was no. No penetration, if that's the right word to use. It was very yeah. for all the class we had on the ball. I can't remember many shots, and the only real one that sticks out was the Fabio Silva one, which I wish he never had because it's the only thing we've <laughs> oh, really got man. to judge him off at the moment. And, uh, and yeah, I just felt really sorry for him. But as for as when people were worrying about him and stuff at that game, despite missing that, I wasn't worried about him, Vitinha. Um, I think the wing backs were a key thing there. I mean, obviously both of them did Berg go in the end. I don't think he did, but he was meant to be going. Um, so we've upgraded those areas now and that team even without them it should be winning shouldn't it but as you say I've sort of drowned it out even though Stoke have beat Villa as well haven't they they're in the quarters now that yeah they're doing well, to be fair that could have been us look what you could have won but no yeah, we move on <laughs> wanted not, the FA Cup anyway we're not a cup team are we realistically yeah. I think like apart from definitely not the League Cup no, no I think we've always sort of we've never really done particularly well in that FA Cup obviously we've done pretty well um mm. But yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was uh, probably just to back up what Finn said. It was just an awful game, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, when when Fabio Silva missed, I was kind of half expecting like an absolute Twitter meltdown of <laughs> of the uh, you know thirty five million for an unproven team. There were some of those. There were some of those. It was just like I just felt bad for him because it's obviously like people are gonna just criticise every little thing he does because he's our record transfer and mm. they want obviously they want something to like. Mona, I guess, if that's the right thing mm-hmm. to to say. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was atrocious. It it was very similar to our f- our first season in the Premier League, where teams that sat back, we just didn't have any sort of clue how to get past them, and we'd sort of fixed it last year. I think we gained a lot more points against the bottom half teams than we did uh, the season prior. But it was just awful. I I, I I'm not really sure why we were that bad. Um, I mean, even Jean Martino looked poor. Um, when I mean he he came on didn't he or did he start I can't quite remember no Zhao didn't but I mean it, it, that game was just a complete blur so anyway yeah, anyone could have played and yeah. I mean Neves yeah, yeah, Neves, yeah. Neves played um, I think he might I might be getting him mixed up with Neves um, I, I think that I think that game sort of showed that we needed just one extra body in midfield like not mm. as in more players but just another option um because I think eventually that that Dendonka, Neves, and Matinho have played so much football. It's ridiculous how many games they've played. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but that midfield in a Premier League game, you, you wouldn't turn your nose up at it, would you? Neves, well, exactly. Dendonka, Matinho. It's, stra- it's so strange. That's the thing. It's like I'm not sure why we couldn't break them down because it's it, it's not you know it, it's not like we were playing particularly badly. I think we just weren't. There was just nothing going forward. I think that's kind of obviously we'll, we'll get onto it in a bit, but I think that's kind of like the theme, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. Well, I, I think Dendonka is a player that everyone sort of doesn't realise how much he pl- he plays either. Like I think for the last t- two years, he's like played level like the most. Well, I, I say that first season he definitely didn't, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. uh, last season he was like what the player that's played the most games level with like Matinho. And Patricio, I think. I was gonna say, and Jimenez, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, I don't remember, I don't like, remember him not playing like 
Because if he wasn't playing midfield, he was playing centre-back, yeah, wasn't he, yeah. for last season? Yeah. And, and he played a lot in Europe whenever there was rotation. He just seemed to be one of the players there. So he's a player, and I mean, it proved uh, on uh, Sunday. You know, I think he's very important, and I think he's more valuable than what a lot of fans uh, realise. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought, looking at the lineup, I'm thinking, here we go, Wolves are going for it, and the the result was a complete disaster, really. Um, like you said earlier, Finn, I think there was one, two, three, four, five, six. There was yeah, there were like five or six attackers on the pitch towards yeah. the end of the game. We just still couldn't break them down. So Stoke, obviously, they've gone on to beat uh, Villa as well. We'll see how they get on, but a bit of a disastrous performance that for Wolves. That leads us on to the Manchester City game. A 3-1 defeat to City. Um, if you said that at the start of the season, I don't think anyone would have been too bothered because City are arguably one of the best teams in the world. But Finn, that first half performance sort of cost us that game, didn't it really? Yeah, and I didn't really expect much from it. With the, I know it's a cliche thing and we like to think we're more important than we are, but the fans especially in the games against Man City last season. I, I I, think we should take part of the credit for it. I don't think, like as you saw, without the fans, we didn't do as well, but I think we, we really carried us last season and I wasn't expecting too much this season because of that. Um, and as you say, 3-1. Did we lose 3-0 in the first season? And it was sort of like when, yeah, when Bolly got sent off and it was like, hey oh, it's Man City. Uh, but then seeing what we did last season, are you expecting more? But they played really, really well that first 20, 30 minutes. Just you they could have scored four or five. I mean, we kept him out well and then Sace's chat, I just don't know what he was doing. Off a off the back of a man of the match performance in the Sheffield United game. And then you just don't go to ground there. That's the thing with Sace, isn't it? That he just yeah. sometimes just like what I'm sure he rash. goes, What have it's I just too done? Rash, like, isn't he sometimes? Yeah. I think it's, it's just that sort of personality. I love him, but that's the that's the downside of it when he, I bet he just it must just be like a, an out of body thing. He's like, What have I just done? But um but no, yeah, that, that's it's all sort of went downhill from there. But that twenty, I say the first seven minutes, Sheffield United, maybe twenty minutes in that Man City game as well, we looked dominant, and it was just we just weren't clinical enough. I think you couldn't really say many of them were sitters. Maybe Jimenez's one he had before the header, and Pedence was unlucky with the um, yeah. with the chip. But then again, yeah, like a, a top top team would have taken, would have probably got three goals out of that, wouldn't they? So we go on, yeah, as you say, a loss to Man City. It's not it's not too bad, and we we learned a lot from that game. I think I think you know against against those sort of teams. I mean, we've been a Premier League team. What now? This is our third season, so we should know this already. Mm. But against those top top teams, you have to take your opportunities yeah. Yeah. because you know we could have five chances and miss every single one. But City will go the other end and have one and score. And I think that we yeah. sort of we did see that um, at times. It, it, we held them quite well for twenty minutes, and like you say, one stupid mistake from us uh, via Sace and. Um, you know that they got the opening goal and that allowed them really to to get into the game. Tom, what did you think of Adama at right wing back? Because for oh, me, that man. first half was just never it again. Was, yeah, never, it was horrible. Never again. Wasn't it? I, to be honest, <laughs> I the first half defensively was an absolute mess. It really like I remember watching it, thinking they are going to absolutely tear us apart because um, the positioning was just all over the place. And the problem was is that when obviously when Adama loses a ball, it tends to be I think Dendonka that comes in. Uh, at right wing back to cover for him sometimes um, but I, I tell you what we, I was so glad we were signing Samedo I mean that was perfect timing um, I think I think we signed him like, pretty much at half time didn't we because I remember Tim, Tim <laughs> yeah, on that Tim day, Spears yeah. tweeted yeah. oh well 
that was a terrible first half but you know we've just signed Nelson Samedo so there you go <laughs> <laughs> um, which I, I mean I wasn't massively impressed on his first game but he definitely looked a lot better against Fulham um, but yeah Adama just to be honest after his game last season which I think is a year today wasn't it it is um, at the time of recording yeah he pocketed Sterling and I thought tell you what this this could be like a stroke of genius from Nuno again but since then, it's like he's almost got worse at defending. Um, like he just has yeah. no awareness. He, just his concentration, yeah. yeah like his awareness is just non-existent. He, he sort of just walks around. And the, the problem is when, when you've got a player that sort of essentially waits for the ball, um, is that he's, he's not a proactive player and you need someone like that in, in at right wing back who's going to you know, see the danger and then see the opportunity to actually get forward from that. And I don't think Adama does that. He's, he's good as like a winger that you can feed the ball into and just let him run at, at players. But when, when he's actually got, a, I think sometimes when he's actually got to concentrate on what he's doing, I think he almost just overthinks it and confuses himself. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I really hope that we don't have to do that ever again. And I don't, I don't think we do, but I think we've got good options there now to be fair. So they've addressed it. Um, yeah. Which was what we wanted. So uh, can't complain too much there. He's literally got all the tools to be the perfect footballer he really does, Adama Traore, yeah. but his, his his awareness and his just footballing brain just don't. If if they worked, uh, he would be. I think we say it every podcast. He'd probably be one of the best players in the world. Like mm-hmm. it, it's ridiculous, and it's like you see it in some games. Even when he's play, he plays as winger, um, obviously we didn't really see much of him against Fulham, but you just watch him and you say like he does he does one thing and just stands still. I'm mean, like, if you move over to the wing or onto the last man, you're gonna get a chance here. But he mm. just moves and watches everyone else do the work. It's it's really mm. frustrating as a fan. And that first half against City, especially, was just mm. oh, it was it was horrific. And in that um, um, really... in the Sheffield United game, there was in the second half, it was was it Egan on an early yellow, and there was about f- yeah. three or four times when when Adama got moved up front, and um. Like instead of running at him, he just shoot from twenty five yards or something. I'm like, what are you do? like? Get him, you know. Like since watching yeah. that with Mourinho with the Tottenham documentary, I'm like, yeah, we need to be awful people, run at people yeah. on yellows, and nice. I don't think he's got that. You know what I mean? He's, I don't think whether he's like right. Instead of shooting from twenty five yards, which isn't really going to go in here unless I'm playing Man City, like it normally does for him. <laughs> um, why? Yeah, just that, that that those sort of things you're taught at seven, eight as a footballer. It's strange. It's just that's just common sense. Mm. If you have got like uh, two players on a certain side that are booked, you're just going to attack that side because all they have to do is leave out a trailing foot, and you're going to get them sent off, aren't you? Exactly. So I mean, w- yeah, it's it's. Would you on. sorry? Uh, would, I mean, would you guys have cashed in on him this summer? Because the nah. the, the amount of money we could have got from him was ridiculous. We were talking like what seventy, eighty million, which I I was like, well. Mm. If the money, if the money, the offers were right. If if someone genuinely came in and said, right, there's eighty million on the table, I think we'll sort of be daft to say no. Mm. Yeah, because there's but, always that question yeah. about him, isn't it? Like, will he, will he really improve again, like to the same level as he did last season? Yeah. The thing is, he can improve on four goals, like the amount of media hype around him. But he, he, the facts are, he got four goals. I know he got quite a lot of assists, but surely. 
with like he could add to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. easily, easily. Yeah. You was it the Sheffield United game as well where he went in, he went through, and he could have laid off Jimenez, and Jimenez would have had an easy goal. Yeah. But mm. he chose to he shoot chose as to, well. Yeah. Like I think that's probably the same situation. Yeah. Just like players, I think sometimes Adama, it's almost as if he's thinking in his head, right? I've run thirty yards, taken on five <laughs> players, so it's my turn to have a shot. Mm. People will remember you more. If you laid that off for Jimenez and sh- scored, because Jimenez wouldn't get any plaudits, you'd still get the plaudits because you've just mm. gone on an amazing run and laid the ball off to him. And I think like sometimes that, players yeah. are very quick to forget, like to forget that as well. Mm. It's just like, don't you say it's like under sevens, under eights football because all they want to do is score goals and they all think <laughs> they want to be a striker. Well, I, I, I ain't bothered. Mm. Like if you cleared the ball off the line and we went down the other end and scored, I ain't bothered who scored. I'll be cheering you on because you've mm. just saved a certain goal. I don't think La Masia but, helped him in that aspect because um, yeah. there was something on the athletic. They're, they're, the players they used to just pass the ball to him. They basically played him as like a wing back or like a. Uh, like a fullback essentially, and they would just pass the ball to him and get him to run. He'd run. So the problem yeah. is, even like you, you, you would have thought, wouldn't you, that one of the greatest ever academies would teach a player how to how to play football positionally. Um, it's a Take bit, the ball, it, pass the ball. It's, it's a bit like Jeremy Lynch. Like he was probably better than Messi on the ball, but off the ball <laughs> he was probably rubbish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But well, the thing is, though, and that's one of the reasons they got rid of him because he obviously wasn't technically, you know, ready enough to mm. to play. But like, if you're if they're training him like that, and other players think he's that good, you know, he's not going to pass the ball, is he? No. Like at that level as well, if he still had that pace at the age of seventeen, eighteen, he's going to wreck any defense in the in the world, really. So mm. it's one of the he's got he has genuinely still got all the tools to be and still become if he wants to. A, a very, very good two, possibly world-class talent. If he can just, I hate saying it, but if he can improve that end product very slightly because he's improved it loads last season. Yeah. So uh, if he can still take it another step and another level up, like you say, adding one or two more assists to the game or adding a few more goals, we need to see him. Other than the two City goals, I think his other two goals were long-rangers, weren't yeah. they? Uh, one was against Spurs mm. and one, the other one was against City. If we can get him... One twos with Jimenez and so on. Get him into the area and smashing them into the from seven or eight yards out. You know, well, he, he, that, that's he, the thing he got that need. one against Braga as well, which was a good finish. And you you just think, yeah. why can't he do that more often? Um, I think his crossing is just on a completely different level to his first season. Um, that's been his crossing is better. He's got better accuracy ratings and stuff than De Bruyne. Yeah, his like, his crossing is crossing very is good. Brilliant. I th- I genuinely, I'm. Just, if you look at most of the time he finds someone um, mm-hmm. I think him and Jimenez is just like perfect really because he floats them perfectly and Jimenez has got the ability to just either guide it or just power it um, so yeah I mean his, his crossing has been easily his biggest improvement easily um, because I remember was it the um, not to bring it up again but you know, the, Wat- the Watford <laughs> game um, the semi-final um when we brought him on, he, he went for a cross and he, he just literally just hooked it into the stands. And yeah. he, if that was this season, he would have got that all like last season. He would have got that on the money. So, yeah. I mean, there's a way to yeah, go for him, but he's, he'll, he'll be probably our best player if he can actually <laughs> learn how to mm. shoot better. I realise we've just gone on a big Adama thing, Dave. But just to end I'll, it, I said it three years ago, on. mate. He's got to run it into the net. I, one yeah. of the first ever Talking Wolves <laughs> podcasts. I said, just run it into the net. That's what he's got to start doing. <laughs> one day. One day. We'll see. Hopefully. You. And he'll just lift up his shirt and it'll be your face on it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Um, unfortunately, we do have to move on. We have to talk about arguably one of the worst performances oh. we've seen, possibly in the Nuno era. Um, a 4-0 away defeat to West Ham. Uh, I, I don't even know where where we want to start with this one, really. Finn, do you, would you label it as one of the worst under Nuno, do you think? Definitely, definitely. I think, did he say something similar himself? Or was it Cody or someone said something similar? Um, it just... It, do you know what? If we'd, if we'd have done this straight after the match, I'd have been more reactive. But seeing what they did to Leicester as well, you sort of go... I know, like oh, I said, yeah. you can't tell, but you're like, oh, are we that bad? Are we the farmers? Um, <laughs> I think it's just but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I, I think, I like with Leicester playing the same formation as well, they, they had a clear tactical game plan to undo what we were doing. Same with Leicester as well. And they just did it... And, Mikel Antonio, I love him. I, I mean, he tears us to shreds every time. Um, and obviously, we dealt with him well before. I, I mean, was it four games against West Ham? No goals conceded, four wins um, since we'd come yeah. up. So it had to end at some point. And we've got a really good record in London. So obviously, it was all going to go the opposite way. But no, I was I was really impressed with them, how they just... it. I don't know how 11 players can almost look like there was 22. You know, like when, when we were attacking, there was no space yet. When they were attacking, it was three against three with Bowen, Fornells, Antonio on our back three because Samedo and Vinagre had gone walkabouts. And it was just, I was just really impressed with them. But Wolves made it easy for them as well. Um, they just give it, with those last two goals, you just see, it's just like that, especially the Haller one. It's just like everyone's just oh, stood still. It's awful. like, come on, lads. Yeah. That was, oh, I was yeah. so, I was, yeah. that was the one that annoyed me the most because they'd basically yeah. just given up. And for a team like us that don't score many goals, for example, Fulham the other day, it's a good, um, a good game to get the goal difference up. And when we only score one or two, you can't be being beaten 4 0 because, like me, you and Matt have said, David, like, you're not going to get anywhere with the negative goal difference that we always have. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just annoying in that sense. But I know, yeah, we'll probably go into it a bit more. I don't know what you thought, Tom. Yeah, um, I mean, I I did my fans react, and I felt a little bit bad afterwards because mm. I was quite reactionary. Uh, I called the I called the performance a disgrace, but uh, I mean, to be honest, in my opinion, I still think it was really because that mm. I, I think if there's one thing that really annoyed me it was just they they essentially gave up almost after two nil. Uh, the defense were just. I've I've never seen worse defending. Although I have to say I, I was comforted by Tim Nash after the game, who said that uh, I think on the same day we lost four nil to Barnsley. So, and there was yeah. only one player left from that team, which ironically was Connor Cody. Um, that relaxed everyone. Really, and to be honest, that, cheers, cheers, Tim. I, I think that put, I think that really put it into perspective for me. I was just like, Do you know what? It's not that bad. We we could have been under Walter Zenger still. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, it, it, it was it, it was bad. It, honestly, um, I, I think as soon as we went 1-0 down, I just couldn't see... It sounds really negative, but I just couldn't see how we were going to get back into it because they were all over us at that point. Um, yeah. I think really the only bright spark was, uh, was again, Pedro Neto, who, for me, has, has got, uh, he's, he's probably got one of the highest ceilings out of our attackers, to be honest. Um his work rate was 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 brilliant compared to everyone else. Um, the midfield was just really poor as well, and Bolly uncharacteristically poor. Um, although I say that he's he's not been fantastic uh, post restart. Um, no. He's looked a li- he's looked very shaky and sometimes it almost a bit like confused, or um, he gets pulled out of position sometimes uh, and gets he, he gets caught ball watching. I think. Uh, it, he, but he, I think they've switched him, haven't they, to right centre back? 
Yeah. Whereas he, he, yeah. he, some of his strongest performances were at left centre back. Um, but obviously we're sort of accommodating Saïs. But I'm I'm kind of hoping that we can try and shift him back over to the right, um, to the left. Sorry. Um, I was I was fairly annoyed at, at Connor Cody as well. Um, I think he he wasn't great. Uh, Saïs for the for the, I think it was for the fourth goal. Uh, had, God, that was yeah, it, that He, he was didn't even cool. jump. I don't even think he jumps for that, which is just. I don't know, horrendous. But um, I think attacking as well. There was just nothing. There was genuinely nothing. Yeah. Um, Is that, I don't do know how they that, did it. Sorry, do you think that's not been the the story of the season though for Wolves? Like, yeah. just genuinely, we meant to be this four point this more attacking, more possession based team. Yes, we're having the ball, but we're still not quite. It's exact doing enough with it. Yeah, like yeah. we shot in terms of shots on target. We had one against City, which was our goal. We had two against West Ham. We had very little as well against Sheffield United. So, like, I was, what is it? What, it? You know, it's it's been the same post restart though, hasn't it? Like ever since we've come back, um, even like the first West Ham game that we won two nil. I think ever since then, we haven't quite looked the same going forward. Um, I'm not sure what it is. It, we just don't. We just didn't create any chances um, to be honest when Nuno said about this new style and stuff I genuinely thought he was going to change to four at the back I genuinely yeah. thought right we're going to go four three three or four two three one something like that and we're going to and we're going to just absolutely like pummel teams um, and play with like a high press but I think that would still like you know you got you got you've still got you got more numbers going forward then, haven't you? But you've still got your standard three up top. You've still got three in midfield. Like, Yeah, I, I, I don't... I think it would suit the players that we've I, got I, as well. I don't see what Nuno doesn't see in it because it's not like we're going to be losing. I, I think uh, my concern would be, do we have centre-backs good enough to play a back two? Um, that's that's a fair And comment, yeah. I don't think we do. As much as we all love Bolly, his recent performances with only one other player next to him, I think we could probably get pulled about, pulled apart quite easily. And we've seen that. We saw that in the West Ham game. We just got pulled apart. Every, because Semedo and Vinagra um, were so high uh, that there was just... Uh, we couldn't really do anything. And obviously, it was a shame for Vinagra. I mean, that was his last game, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was a shame for him, obviously, to, to go out like that, really. And I'm, I'm guessing that we're probably going to sell him at the end of the loan I can't imagine unless it's for their development his development but yeah like you say it's it. I think it's chance creation that's our issue um, mm. and as much as we love Nuno I think sometimes he, the, the style of football is really difficult to watch um, it's, yeah it's one of I think we've said that before it's one of those where when you're winning you're not too bothered but when you do have a defeat you sort of look at it and think damn we are yeah, we do play dreadful football sometimes, don't we? Like, <laughs> I saw someone call him the Portuguese Tony Pulis. Yeah, that was it. Peri Peri Pulis. I was just like, well, on 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 the basis of some games, you could probably make a case for it, but I was like, that's a bit harsh, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of possession in that game, by the way, in the four 0 defeat, Wolves had sixty five percent of the ball. And Man. yeah, only one but stat like, that matters, though, isn't there? That's what they yeah, always say. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like you said earlier, think like even against Leicester as well, I saw it, the the work rate of Bowen and uh, Antonio was ridiculous. He looks and good this year. Show that. Yeah, he looks really good. He looks sharp, and just like that quick free kick again at the start. 
other game just tore Sace apart and you know mm. gave him the lead and obviously they got that into the game but like you said I think after two goals we just gave up really that like him and his own goal and then the Halera header towards the end uh, it's just like yeah. every time a goal went in you're like because we, we looked pretty comfortable before their first goal every yeah. time a goal went in you're like what is going on here <laughs> like I just couldn't believe it I couldn't believe what I was watching yeah with just the way never they never felt like that again as, as a Wolves fan under Nuno I've never felt like that I'm there like what has gone on mm. yeah and the, the way they you know normally when we say with Wolves like oh when we're 1-0 up it's fine we're going to do it I felt like that when, especially when they got the one and the way they were set up you just thought god we're in for a long one here because you're going to have to commit men forward and then they're going to have a have fun with the back three as they did but no yeah as you were saying with that I think to be fair, was it Tim Spears that said Wolves 4.0? In Nuno's defence, he never actually said this 4.0. He's never actually minutes. come out. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he did say he's it was never like a new cycle, in, too, didn't he? Um, yeah. He said in his, yeah. he said in his like, big pre-season interview that um, he wanted to change the style of play. He said he wanted to dominate more, score more goals, um, and then got rid of our uh, two, two of our <laughs> most uh, creative outlets. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it was ironic as well that we lost four 0 Like, if that was another team, that's so fun. Like four point and then lose four 0 Like, if we were like a Man United or something, the amount of memes there would have been about that. But um, but no, yeah, I think that's when you were saying about like selling Traore. Sorry to go back to it quickly, but like, I when I automatically go, no, I don't want to lose him because he's one of the only times sometimes where you can have fun watching Wolves. Like, there's not much else apart from when he goes on one of his runs, yeah. the way we play, you do sometimes need just to keep your eyes open a bit. Oh, there we go. He's run 50 yards. You know what I mean? So, it's, yeah. so yeah, sometimes it's tough. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, on the flip side of that, when we are playing well, it's gr- it is good oh, to yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah. It is really yeah. good to watch. Yeah. So I think we just want to try and get a bit more positivity and a bit more you know, sharpness. And if we can have yeah. a fully fit Wolves team, because you know, we have had a couple of injury problems already, It'd be interesting to, to see how we get on. But Wolves mm. did get back to winning ways right before international break. Good timing. It was a vital three points. Beat Fulham this weekend. Pedro Neto with the only goal of the game. What player? And again, Tom, like you said earlier, I think he was one of the players that has shone this so far oh, this season, brilliant. hasn't he? I love him to bits. He's Honestly, when we first signed him, I mean, obviously all the talking bollocks stuff came out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shut them down pretty quickly. Um yeah, obviously when we first signed him, to be honest, I was really confused. I was like, I've never heard of either of these players. Um, and he's probably been, I'd say, our most underrated signing. Well, not underrated, but oh, what's the word for it? Like under the radar. Underappreciated. Like, un- almost, under the yeah. radar signing. Like, no one really talks about Pedro Neto. Um, and if it wasn't for VAR last season, he would have had quite a few goals. And some big, some big goals as well. I mean, he scored, he scored away at Anfield, and it was a good goal as well. Um, and he, he's finishing is superb. I hear a lot of people. I've seen quite a lot of people say, you know, love him or hate him. Jota is our best. He's he's our most clinical winger. Um, but I genuinely think Pedro Neto is the player that could fill his shoes. I, he reminds me of Jota from his like. He reminds me of Jota on form, running at players, shoots when he gets the chance. Um, and for his size, quite strong as well, and he can shrug, he can shrug players off. Um, there was that, that, that one against the Bournemouth game last season, towards the end yeah, of last yeah. season, where he just ran past about two or three players. Okay, the finish was <laughs> terrible. Um, but 
that's the sort of it's very Jotter esque the way he just gets the ball runs deceivingly quick as well isn't he exactly yeah, like, you don't expect you don't expect him to be as quick as he is I don't it's, know. he's exactly the same as Jotter he genuinely is um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I th- I personally think he's got a higher ceiling he's what is he 19, 20 and Jotter's yeah. 23 so yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I was really really happy he got the goal to be honest because he, he, I think out of any Wolves player he deserves it the most. Um, I I think he could be onto the sort of. I think he'll be. He'll have the sort of season where I think he gets like sort of like eight goals, eight assists, that sort of like mm. range. Um, but I mean, he could prove me wrong and get you know ten plus goals. Um, but yeah, superb. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of Wolves fans have taken to him. Yeah, Finn. What do you reckon? I think I think I said on the review after the Fulham game, like. People a bit keep comparing Jota to the likes of Pedenza Neto, and in mm. terms of what all three of them brought to the team, I think Jota had trumps over the two because he added more goals and more assists. Do you think if Neto and Pedenza start adding more goals and more assists, they'll be re- regarded higher than what Jota was? Yeah, and I, with Pedenza, to be honest, I see him a lot more of a, as an assister. I think he, yeah. he he has that eye for a clever pass before assister. the goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, assister. Same height, to be fair. Five foot four, same height. We uh, we measured it out, but um, but yeah, he's sort of the yeah the eye for that ball before yeah. the goal. Whereas Neto, as you say, he's, he's hard and low, almost Dorit, like Sylvan Evans Blake-esque. It was never yes. top bins or whatever, you know what I mean? Just like hard and low, get it in the corner. Yeah, um, yeah and like probably the opposite of what Tom was saying to begin with, where when he first came in, I was like, am I sure about this guy? Like He looked quite weak. And I remember that all of a sudden we'd bulked him up massively. I don't know whether we'd done a Bayern Munich on him and whatever we'd been giving him, <laughs> but he's got, got bigger, as you say, stronger. Uh, seems to have found a yard of pace. Some some brilliant performances in the Europa League seem to give him confidence. And this season, yeah, ten goals wouldn't surprise me at all. I think he's going to have to be one of the main outlets. And yeah, I think if you can get that Pedence Jimenez Neto thing, it's not quite wingers as well. Sometimes it's like that asymmetric Neto coming into midfield and Pedence yeah, staying yeah. further up. It looks really really promising. Obviously not great for for Adama, and I'm not sure where he, where he fits in there because anywhere but wing back. Um, to be honest, playing in CDM, I don't mind. Uh, but yeah, just not there. And it's those three are looking like the front three that where I think Neto and Jimenez are going to have to get the goals because, I mean, Semedo is he going to have? He looked on uh, Sunday, was it Sunday, the Fulham game that he had those Doherty instincts at the back post for those sort of easy tap-ins. Um, so yeah, I think Neto there's going to have to be maybe double figures because <laughs> there's no one else that's going to score. But I back him. I think he's so underrated. I hope you've um bumped him up on FM Dave because FIFA have just ruined him <laughs> 72 you know <laughs> can't believe I know. can't that's believe ridiculous. that that's ridiculous. FIFA for you mm. clueless um, going back to the performance though Tom like a lot of people I think yourself included saw yeah. the fans react and Finn they were, weren't too mm. happy with the overall performance mm. have you have you had any other thoughts about that do you think that was a bit reactionary or do you uh, stick with that that we just weren't great <laughs> it's a bit of both I was a little I, I did watch it back and thought you know what I mean to be honest when I was doing the review I was trying to be as like as balanced as possible <laughs> saying like well we got the three yeah. points but we were bad but we won the game but it wasn't that great mm. um, yeah. if you answer bullshit be your uncle um, <laughs> but yeah it was I, it was it's a, it's, to be honest, it was good to get the win. I said the day before, I said, look, I just want to beat Fulham. Right? I just, I don't really care. I just want the three points because otherwise it's going to be... Uh, you, you're really worrying then if, you, if you're not 
beating Fulham. Um, I was a bit nervous because obviously the history of Mitrovic up against Connor Cody. Uh, I think we are sort of. I was sort of sitting there thinking, oh, you know, if this is like the game that we had in the championship at Craven Cottage, then he's just going to absolutely run him ragged. Um, but it wasn't. We were really solid, actually. Um, I did mention that. I think um, the defence was like, miles better. I thought Max Kilman actually had a good game, to be honest. Um, I think he's got a decent amount of potential. I think he, he looks like a decent player. Um, I think my only reason why I wouldn't want him to play is because literally every 30 seconds, every time he touches the ball, the commentators are like, oh, did you know he used to play futsal? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, yes, I know. I know he played futsal. It gets a little bit annoying after a while, but he was good. Yeah, no, he looks really good. Um, was it Saïs at wing back? I think yeah, it was. That was, that was, uh, that was a strange was one. Emery-esque moment from, uh, from Nuno there. It was a real strange one. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed we didn't get to see a bit more of Keanu Hoover, to be honest. Um, I thought he mm. might come in at centre-back. Um, he's he's played there for Liverpool, but he's played full-back. He played full-back against us, I think. I yeah. I spoke to uh, a Liverpool fan about it who was pretty disappointed that he'd been sold, and he said he believes he'll become one of the best defenders in the world. Genuinely, that's what he said to me. And I said, Jeez. what, as a wing-back? He goes, no, as a centre-back. Yeah. He says, as a right centre-back, he thinks he would be unbelievable. And he doesn't yeah. think his height would be too much of an issue because I think he's just under six foot. And I thought, wow. Like, yeah. And this isn't just a, a weird plastic Liverpool fan. This is a guy that knows his stuff sort of thing. So Yeah. No. Um, I was really... I was, I was, I was, I, I was buzzing that. when we signed him. I was, it came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think... Again, it was just nothing going forward. Too much. I mean, Samedo, to be fair, we could have scored two or three, but we didn't. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like... The, yeah, Ariola made a couple of good saves. There's always this theme, I think, sometimes with this Wolves team. It's like, we should score more goals. Um, and I, I said during the game, I think five at the back, sometimes it does hold us back because we've got all these talented, you know, aggressive, technically gifted wingers that can get at teams. If we played a little bit more like, I don't know, like a Jurgen Klopp Liverpool where we just press from, you know, well, not like against Aston Villa, but um, <laughs> where we, you know, we, we press the ball, we play high, we've got three, uh, honestly, we've got the perfect midfield for three in midfield. We've got uh, Neves who can kind of be like a kind of sort of an anchor, but he's not, like a, a, a you know, a playmaker. Matinho's, his yeah. legs are sort of gone, but he can, you know, he's got an eye for a pass. And then Dendonka is your box to box. He's perfect. Um, I guess the, the only issue is, is the defence but it was disappointing not to get more goals to be honest I would have liked a couple more um, I, I will retract my statement that um, how disappointed I was because we didn't win the game but yeah performance again just wasn't great I think we sat back a little bit too much after taking the lead yeah, and we probably yeah, had more chances those... against Man City. Would you say? Like, it, I was sort of annoyed that yeah, that did. game could have, like Kamara's chance, Cabano's chance. It oh, we should have easily won. drawn. Like, we shouldn't have won. That yeah, game. there was. You had the Semedo chance, but you, I can't remember many others. Jimenez is one on one as well. Jimenez is one on one. Yeah, like yeah. Kamara's was a sitter. Cabano had a, a half chance as well. So, if you're not careful, that'd have been the first points they've got. And with Fulham, I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, HRH has to change his song from what is it less points than Derby? <laughs> they might break it. They might break yeah. it. You know, I can't see him getting many points. 
they'd be shocking. But yeah, it's a, it, it's three points. Important three points. I think you know if Wolves did not get a win and you've gone into lockdown with what three or four games without a win, that's mm -hmm. when. You know, it's a little bit concerning, lockdown. but for Wolves to get lockdown. three points, um, international break, not. you know what I mean. <laughs> it feels like lockdown. Feels not another it feels one. Like lockdown, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watching Gary um, Southgate football. Yeah. <laughs> big Gary. Um, we'll move on now to the transfers. We Obviously, since the last podcast, I think we have had the signings of uh, Nelson Semedo, Keanu Hoover, obviously Jota's left, and Ryan A. Nori as well. But the international window is more or less shut now. Um, so, guys, I'm just going to ask for your ratings out of 10 very, very quickly because uh, we've been talking a lot longer than expected. I'm going to ask your ratings out of 10 on these signings and the sales as well. So, Finn, we'll start off with Fabio Silva, rating out of 10. Oh, 35, a... 36 million pounds. Mate, it could be a 1 or it could be a 10, couldn't it, by the time he's 23? But... I'm going to go eight. I think just because of Ooh. what we needed, like I think we said on the last one, that we need a player that will, it's like the Harry Kane situation. We need a player that will be happy to be behind Jimenez and to get, instead of like an, an Oliveira or players we've been linked with before, a player that can now learn and then take that mantle when, when things naturally progress. I think it's it's perfect in that sense. And yeah, as he progresses, if he progresses as we hope, it could be a 10, but I'm going to go with an eight for, for what we needed. And let's let's keep our fingers crossed for that one. What do you reckon, Tom? Uh, can I put NA? <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think he's really played enough uh, for me to actually sort of with form an opinion. With a prospect of signing, uh, him, yeah, I, I would think? say hundred percent eight or nine. I mean, if he reaches yeah. his potential, I mean, what a steal! Thirty-five million is we could triple that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, do I say yeah? I'll go with an eight as well. Uh, I think very very highly rated. I think the the fee shows that Wolves have got some serious intent of spending high on these very promising young talents. And like you say, I think if the, the amount of money's right, I think uh, in the future, sorry, you, you know, his value could be uh, well, well above that as well. Um, second signing, Finn, Nelson Semedo. Well, it's not Corona, but, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, as a second option, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, a Barcelona first team right back that can also kind of play left back as well I, I thought we'd have seen that against Fulham to be honest with Hoover on the right but but no yeah I'd say with a fee I've seen between 27 and 37 but if it's to be believed that it's the base 27 I think that's a really good deal I'd say an 8 again as an attacking wing back that we need to uh, to get a few more goals in there hopefully um, yeah you can't put a Barcelona first team player much lower than 8 I don't think what do you reckon, Tom? Yeah, I'd agree. Eight. Um, I think it's. I think it rises to thirty-seven if we get Europe or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I personally, I, I was absolutely buzzing. I didn't think we'd actually get him. I thought it was going to be another like sort of Tellez, where it's like a an exciting you like you you linked with them and you're like, oh wow, what a, you know, it's a bit of good signing. Um, yeah, good price. Good. And Fabrizio came out of nowhere. Oh, when Fabrizio, <laughs> well, when Fabrizio <laughs> tweeted it, I think I just. I could have. It yeah. could have been like we could have done a lap of honour around the stadium at that <laughs> point. It was just like, yeah. I think it, I think it all proved to be a very very good signing. Um, I can't see many players that we were linked with that were actually much better options apart from obviously, unfortunately for Finn Jesus Corona, which didn't quite happen. Mm -hmm. The yeah. agenda didn't quite work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, solid signing. I'm very happy with that. I'll give it an eight. Uh, and I'll copy the two of you as well. I'm going to give that an eight. It's obviously Sheep. 
fit uh, fit the bill <laughs> of um, obviously Doc leaving. We needed someone that was pretty good in there, had that bit of quality. And like you say, although Barca fans didn't seem to really like Samedo, I think you know for to have a player that's playing at that sort of level for the last two or three years, Barca's a different level, very regularly. Isn't it, really? Yeah, exactly. you're coming in to replace so, yeah, Danny Alves. You know, it's, it's not the easiest. <laughs> exactly. Um, Keanu Hoover, Finn. See, I've, you, it automatically makes me think about Jota, that one, because it all broke at the same time. Um, so if it was counting in like a sort of... Sw- no, yeah, we'll take it as a flat. It's not a swap deal, is it? It's like a flat, two different yeah, fees. Flat, flat um, nine mil, we'll say. Yeah, it's, as you say, if, if he's being rated that highly by people that know their stuff at Liverpool, I haven't seen too much of him. I just remember him coming on as a 16-year-old and the amount of puns I managed to make in my video about him cleaning up and all that. So it's it's good for puns. Um, good sweeper. Then, yeah, that, that's the one. Um but no, if it, again, it, it seems like a theme with this transfer window that we've just gone and signed a load of FM Wonder Kids. So it's like, will they develop? But mm. his versatility to play two positions, which Nuno loves, a good fee for a very young player. I might just call it a nine, this one. Ooh, wow. Yes. I might do. What are you I saying, Tom? Do. I, think, I think if he was called Henry, I would have given it a 10 out of 10, to be honest. <laughs> oh, we're going to call him that anyway, <laughs> aren't we? That's what, yeah, that's what oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I, I'm very, very happy with this signing. I'd probably say an eight or a nine, to be honest. I genuinely, when he played against us, I was really, really impressed. And he was 16 then. Um, yeah. He's had two more years to develop as a player. Um, and I mean, the fact that Liverpool fans were that gutted to see him go. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's a solid eight or a nine. I think he's already. I think at the end of this season, uh, I think. People, uh, people will see why we paid the money for him. I mean, it was only what ten mil to rise into just less, just less rise into that, thirteen yeah, yeah. or something. So, yeah, yeah, bargain, absolute steal at that price. I think really in this de- in this market. So yeah, eight or a nine. Yeah, you lot are going to think I'm copying. I'm going to say an eight or a nine as well. Cause, you go first um, next, Dave. You can <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, homegrown as well. Um, you know, Shout. we'll get that when he's 21. So, you know, for that sort of money, a player of that calibre, quality, versatile, like you say, I think that's a very decent uh, very decent buy for Wolves. Homegrown at the um, club as well, won't he be for Europe? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's why FM save a lot easier. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Big FM 21 save. Income. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marcel from Lyon. Um, I'm going to go with an eight on this one as well. I think he, for the price, added some much-needed uh, experience to the squad. Again, someone that could play in the middle, middle or on the left side of defence. Or obviously, we've only seen sort of 90 minutes plus about six minutes against City, and he's looked okay. So I think for less than two million, you can't really argue with that. Um, Tom, I'll let you go next on this one. Yeah, I think this is going to. I think this is going to be a really underrated signing, to be honest. Um, his first game against Sheffield United, I thought he was superb. Um, really similar to Johnny, just solid defensively. Um, didn't really mm-hmm. put a foot wrong. I would like to see him play at centre back. I think I'm really interested to see him play at centre back. Um, hopefully, he won't get too many. Bookings. He apparently didn't have the best injury and suspension record, which obviously is a little bit of concern. But for two million, I think it's a very like sort of Jamatinho esque signing. Risk free. Yeah, it's, there's, yeah, there's no, there's not much risk in it. He's experienced, and let's not forget, he was in the team that beat City last, well, like what? Champions League semi finalist. A month or two ago. So, you know, he's he's, yeah. he's clearly got something about him. Only seventy six rated on FIFA though, which. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be honest, is criminally underrated again. Um, 
But yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say an eight out of ten. I think that's a eight very underrated bit of business. What are you saying, Finn? If I'd have just seen that own goal, mate, it's a two. But um, apart from that, <laughs> oh, that, that is, PSG that is one. PSG. amazing. Oh, yeah, that it's is just unreal. like. Yeah, hopefully that was a blip. If we see anything like that, then yeah, it's immediately down to a two. But um, but no, yeah, equally I watched him in that City game and he was unbelievable at left centre-back in a three. So again, versatile, uh, not Portuguese, but speaks Portuguese, which I think is, is, is key um, for helping him sort of, yeah, sort of settle. Um, so yeah, I don't want to give another eight, but I don't think it's quite a nine. I'll just go eight anyway, it's not a seven. I'll give, give him another eight. Uh, next up is Matija Sarkic. I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> injured already, um, isn't he? Injured yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's done his yeah, he's oh, really bad injury. Jesus, until the new year. Yeah. It's Harry Bergoyne all um, over again. Literally. Uh, we've got Vitinha next. Um, I'm going to go with seven on this one. Only because, obviously, we've got him on loan. Again, fairly highly rated. <sighs> From what I've seen of him, I don't think... It wouldn't surprise me to see if he's not keep him next season. I don't think, at the moment, he's got enough to play regularly for Wolves and fit our system as well with how we play. Mm. So, I think there's a little bit of quality there, don't get me wrong. I've seen clips of him uh, and seen games that he's played previously and he's looked good. But I just don't think... I, I hope I'm proved wrong, but I don't quite think he's the man to, to become that Wolves number 10 that everyone's been praying and hoping for. Um... What do you reckon, Tom? I'm stuck between a six and a seven, you know. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. Like, there's just something about him that sort of screams a little bit of like Joe Teixeira, if you know what I mean. Oh, mate, but, he was a baller, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, like, he's, he's, like, he's, he's, <laughs> his first few games like were amazing, but I think he sort of, you sort of, after a while, you just realise that maybe he's not quite there yet. Um, I think 20 million is is comparative. I mean, this market isn't too much, but for Wolves, it's like that's a decent amount of money to spend. Um, I mean, in all fairness, we haven't really seen much of him, so I think it would be a bit unfair of me to to say. Yeah, but I, I'm just not. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I would have liked us to get a, maybe a, a, a more experienced attacking midfielder, someone that we knew was gonna. That could genuinely like unlock a defence. I don't know whether. Mm. I think I think it's mainly his lack of professional football. But then Neto was the same, and Vinagre was the same. So yeah, yeah I don't know. I'd say six point five. I'm gonna go with this oh, six point five. Throwing point fives about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting so cocky. Would you, yeah, what do you reckon, Finn? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go seven as well. Um, it's just I know with inflation and stuff, but. Like Neves for sixteen, and then this bloke for twenty, and he's not as highly rated as as um, Neves was there. As Neves, yeah. and it was a bit. I know that was a bit of a bargain, but is he going to be as good as Neves for that price? Um, as you say, it's quite a lot for Wolves. Um, I think it's it's weird because I've seen him play in advanced roles, but you've also I've seen him play deeper as well. So could you see him in like? A, I'd only really trust him in a three. Maybe he doesn't seem mm. to be very physical that you'd want him to be able to to hold his own in a Premier League game in a two. Um, but I said that at the start about Neto, as I said that he looked quite small and and couldn't couldn't hack it in the Premier League and look what he's done. So I'm happy to be proved wrong. Um, there's obviously something in him that how, like Porto fans were were gutted to see him go. 
Um, and I think he, he probably is a, a grow your own Gian Martino, isn't he? If it goes well, so um, <laughs> stick him in a bath. It's, it's not a bad grow. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a thing. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully he becomes a, a nine or a ten and becomes um, the next Gian. But we'll see. I, I, yeah, I've got I've got quite a bit of confidence in him. To be fair, he had a good first touch, all of that that you'd want on your debut, and, and let's see if he can build from there. Uh, and the last one is Ryan Aitnouri from Angers in France. Left back on, in on loan, obviously with an option to buy as well. Uh, Finn, we'll start off with you. I'll let you talk about him first. <laughs> um, well, to be, him anyway. since um, Talking Wolves obviously uh, broke it about two years ago, was it? We, we yeah, knew yeah, yeah. Yeah. for so long. Yeah. Um, so I've kept <laughs> kept uh, kept an eye on him. Um, and especially, I, I mean, I was literally didn't take my eye off him in that PSG game the other night, and he's pulling out McGeady spins against the champions, and you're like, yes, that is my new left wing back. Um, I think very, very confident. Uh, it, it's pronounced really weird, isn't it? That when he, I heard him say it the um, the other day, the A. It's literally uh, Ryan Aid Nori. It's, it's like good for Wolves as well, isn't it? For like Aid Nori, so that's going to yeah. be used so much. Um, but no, yeah, I think as an uh, an attacking wing back again, which I think, as I said, we'll need to be able to to get the goals that we'll need to achieve what we want to achieve um, looking really good defensively solid and look quite strong as well as skillful um, and quick as well and as I say that PSG game wasn't great for his defensive things um, 6-1 obviously um, but as a sign in FM Wonderkid again I mean Jeff she must have just been just been playing that I think and uh, it's it's hard to complain in it and 20 million if you get in Getting him for cheaper than we're going to sell Vinagra if everything goes to plan, then uh, then that's crazy business. So I'm going to go for a nine, I think. Oh, nine. One. Mm. What do you reckon, Tom? Is he just a more polished Ruben Vinagra? I, I think he is. He really is. He, he, when I watched him, I did think, right, okay, I can see why they were like. It's very very similar player. Um, mm. They're sort of cut from the same, you know, tree almost. Um, mm-hmm. Where they're just step over tree. Yes, yeah, the step over. You know, they're <laughs> they're they're produced in the factory of home of fullbacks that try and break the step over world record. <laughs> Some somewhere in the world, Before crossing the border. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the world, there's a factory that pumps these lads out uh, and just <laughs> sends them to random places. Um, I'm I'm very excited. the fan. No, I'm 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 very excited for this signing. Um, personally, I, I love. Uh, I love a French player so um, the more French players at Wolves the, the, the merrier I guess um, yeah I, I'm very excited for him I think he's more polished Ruben Vinagra like you said yeah, he looks good defensively actually really good um, doesn't look like he can get beaten very easily he doesn't look the quickest but he gets he covers ground really quickly he's a bit like Dendonka um, yeah. like you look at Dendonka and you think oh Jesus you know, running backwards he, He's he's he, yeah he's he, you know he obviously he runs like he's got a stick down his t-shirt, um, but he covers the ground like really quickly. I can see him being he's quite tall, isn't he? He's like what six foot or something. He's, he, I think it's about. He's, that, he's yeah. quite tall for a fullback. Um, yeah, and he, he looks good going forward. Um, as long as he's got decent end product, then um, he's already an improvement. I think on Vinagra. Um, mm. I'm really excited for this year. I'd say eight or a nine. I'm probably going to go with a nine because I, 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 I think he'll hit the ground running. 
Well, now we chucked point fives in there. I'm going to go an eight point five. I think, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, like you lot said, I literally just echo what most of you lot said. I'm looking forward to seeing how he gets on. Mm. But it's been very highly rated, chased by some of the biggest teams in the world. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. I was going to do ratings on our sales, but we have gone on and spoken way too much. Uh, but we do F, want to say F, goodbye F. to our fallen. Fallen soldiers of Ming Yang Yang, who has left the club <laughs> this summer to join Grasshoppers. Oh, what a Jordan shame. Graham has gone to Gillingham. Philippe Osuayi, who is still without a club, unfortunately. Um, so it's, it is sad to see to see them go. We extended Bonatini's uh, contract, though, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah apparently so. Can't That's wait. Strange one. Yeah. Con- yeah. So um, let's move on to the questions now, guys, before we finish off. Obviously, these are going to be quick fire. We've got to try and get through these as quick as we can. So we asked earlier on on social media uh, for your questions. Um, Question from Ad Cedarway to kick us off, lads. Just give me a name. Uh, Finn, who do you reckon will have the biggest impact out of Vitinha, Silva, Hoover and Aitnori? Tough question. Uh, uh, well, Silva's got a man in front of him. Uh, Vitinha's arguably got a man in front of him as well. I think up until Johnny's back, probably going to be Nori, I'd say. Tom, what do you yeah, reckon? Yeah, I agree. The uh, the man himself, eight Nori. Yep. Big Ryan. Yeah, I'll I'll back that as well. I think, like you say, Vitinha, as, as, as you lot heard, I'm not too convinced with. Fabio Silva, I think long-term will. Um, same as Keanu Hoover, but I think Eight Nori, especially this season, could play a massive part in uh, in how in the team. Um, Soccer in the South, Wolfman Jeff. He says updates on Marshall's recovery, but I've not unless you live. I've heard nothing about that. No, unfortunately. It's strange, isn't it? No. Um, yeah. Brad Brad Fisher is a, a genuine, non-biased opinion on the summer signings, which obviously we've sort of given. All well and good, hoping they'll impact the squad. But do you guys think any of them will actually be a crucial player now or in the in in the immediate future? Mm, um, I would have. I think to, I'd, I'd probably lean more on the no, but I think that they will make a good enough impact. I think I think some people are probably underestimating how good some of these kids actually are. Mm. Mm. Um, they're no mugs. Well, like we just said, I think Eight Nori is going to play a big part. I think Keanu Hoover will get a lot of cameo appearances and probably gain himself a few starts as well this season. Um, I always think back, it was Alan Hansen that said you can't win anything with kids. I always think back to that and I think, mm. you know what, give him a little bit of time, let him bed in. You know, we've got After this international break, they'll have a good amount of time to bed in and it'll be interesting to, to see. And a lot, of the, a lot of the newer signings, obviously, as well, you've got Hoover and so on and Eight Nori who are going to be at Compton with Nuno and not going to be many people there this week. So, mm. you know, you've got time to sort of try and bed them in anyway and try and convince them. Or, or, or you know teach them our system and so on yeah give it half a um, season we'll yeah right. Brad Bagnell are we a stronger team than we were at the end of last season now the transfer window has ended what do you mm. reckon Finn I think if you went off on overall squad then yes but like first 11 I think that's debatable um as you say, with signings like signings to come in and be crucial, there's only really Samedo there that's going to be a guaranteed starter, and then yeah. you ba- so you're basically just comparing Doc and um, Samedo and one of Pedence and Neto and Jota, aren't you really? Because they're the only yeah. real, real changes. And is I really want to sit on the fence and say it's about equal, but um, I think Samedo in what he lacks in maybe goals I think he's a much better technically and 
Neto, as we were saying earlier, I, I back Neto to get just as many as Jota did last season. So I'm going to be positive and say, yes, it is. We've improved. Yes. Tom, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think I think we have, to be honest. Um, I think... I don't... I think if you say that we've, you know, if we've improved the whole squad, then then we have improved because we've got a better squad. Um, we've got mm. better options off the bench. Um, I guess my only concern would be, I don't, I'm not sure whether Troyore and Semedo will work on the same wing. I think, I think mm. they're almost too similar. Um, I think obviously there's a lot of pace there, but I think they were sort of getting in each other's way. I think, or I think they might sometimes get in each other's way. Um, mm. But no, yeah, overall, I think we have improved. Um, I think you, you, it's probably one of those where it is, you know, look to the future, which um, mm. a lot of people don't want to hear. But at the end of the day, that's that's what we've gone with this summer, and uh, we've just got to just got to accept it and, and back back who we've brought in. Really, I just think almost this season could be almost folks have looked at it thinking, right, we're not in Europe. We should, we should have enough not to obviously go down or, or be involved in that relegation scrap. Um, use this as a bit of a transitional period. Give these young lads one year to bed in the next season. You know, God knows what happens. It could yeah. be a really strong season. So, so I, I think it might be something like that. Um, big question here from Stephen Thompson: Is Nuno all that? <laughs> part of a manager is a uh, part of a manager is good man management. We can keep all keep eleven players happy if they're guaranteed to start. But can he keep twenty players happy when he's got a competitive squad and needs to needs to rotate? Well, I I think yes because yeah. he had like a twenty man squad last I'm, season I'm, and he kept everyone happy. I'm, There's only a handful of players that I can remember which haven't been happy, which is shipped off quite quickly, hasn't he? I, I, mm. I don't quite understand that because it's like a lot of us have said we need a bigger squad. And then someone's asked the question saying, well, can Nuno handle a 20-man squad? And it's like, well, yeah. why do you want a bigger squad then? Um, I think it's now there's yeah. only one competition. Like, if we'd have got through a few rounds... Yeah, that's true. The yeah. Now it's like, wow, one game a week. But I think there's not there's not going to be many players not on the bench, are there? Not, probably not uh, touching eight. Touching well, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think we just added quality to the team, haven't we? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously some of us would probably question tactically sometimes... Um, whether we're too defensive, but I mean, look at where he's got us. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't think I'd ever see Wolves in in the, in Europe for at least another four or five years. So, um, I'll always back him. He does make mistakes. He's obviously he's not perfect, but uh, yeah, of course he's all that. Of course he is. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen. A, I've never seen a Wolves manager. <laughs> never you. seen a Wolves manager improve like single players. When you're talking about players that we've signed, but. Connor Cody play right back and midfield. All right, you're going to be my sweeper, and I'm going to turn you into yeah. one of the best in the league. Uh, Matt Doherty giving him that right wing back mm. role. Listening to Jordan Graham, he said he had a big master plan for Jordan Graham to play wing back, and he never went for it. And I think that would have been a, a I master. I think Graham stroke, didn't but... want to play there. Yeah, yeah. he said. In, I, it's I think he said in an was. interview he didn't want to play wing back, and I'm like, what are you talking yeah. about? He played there one cup game, and he's actually I'm really like, good. What are you talking, yeah. Jordan? He's managing the champ. He's, cr- he's, yeah. he's managing the Champions League. Like, what are you Shut doing? Up, what are you doing? <laughs> That's why you played for Gillingham. No, no, yeah, he started yeah. all right at Gillingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But as, as I say, there, like developing players. If you look at each one, like Jimenez, a bench warmer, and turned him into one of the best strikers in the world. Uh, Adama is probably the the main one that people look at. So as a as a coach, which is his job first and foremost, making players better. Yeah, he's unbelievable. 
Shabab says, scrape past Fulham and a wobbly start to the season. Have we been found out or is it just a case of allowing the squad to gel? Uh, we've had we had a four-day pre-season. Mm. Like, I... It, we we said this we said this with Adama right when he first came in he came in slightly injured and he had what like a week preseason yeah and we said that, give yeah. him until next season when he's had a full preseason under his belt and look what's happened right we've had literally no preseason our players have played in most of the games they've played upwards to sixty games um, they've had no break they've played international football alongside that. They've also had to come back. They're going through a period of football where there's no fans and constant testing. Um, and obviously, it might not be that easy for them. Um, look, uh, it's going to take a while. We know this. Players that come in, we've brought in, what, five or six new players this year? Um, they need to learn the system, which usually takes players at least three or four months. Yeah, it took um, Dendonka half a year, didn't it? We we can't. Well, exactly. It took Dendonka ages, and and it, Dendonka's, you know, a brilliant player. These we're talking about, you know, eighteen to twenty year olds that have come in, have to learn a new system, get involved in a new squad with no pre season. Um, so I, I genuinely think that I'd agree with Dave. This season, although fans might not want to hear it, was it's kind of like a half write off. Like it's just about getting these players in bedded in and then I genuinely think with a full pre-season next season a couple of new additions probably I think this team will be fine I think that literally is there's just been no pre-season and Nuno mm-hmm. we, we know Nuno wants a pre-season I mean his, his first one was six weeks yeah so yeah, yeah. that would be my answer um, that's a good answer uh, <laughs> move on to the last question off Twitter anyway Matt they said as far as I'm aware folks are doing okay for money since there are no fans allowed in the stadium wouldn't this be an ideal time to press on with the stadium developments for regular folks it's all all but impossible to get uh, to watch at the Golden Palace what do we think a bit too early I think Ma- how does it work with then? building can like, we sell could out you bit, could... <laughs> can you build stuff at the moment because people have to get close yeah, I don't know you can do you can do building at the moment, but I, I don't even know if it's been written off or signed off yet. Any anything like that? Mm. So, well, I remember reading something that said they're not. I don't think Foson are convinced that they'd be able to consistently sell out a forty thousand seat stadium or something. Which I think we, I think we would. Um, I mean, but you are talking an extra ten thousand fans every week. Um, so I don't know. I think it would. It's a good idea. Like it's genuinely, like if they wanted to do it, then now would ideally be the time to do it, because there's, obviously there's not going to be any fans until what March or something stupid like that. Apparently, so yeah, um, yeah, it would be the right time to do it. But I, I think they're wary about money. I think that is actually one of the factors that they're a little bit like. Mm. Well, they don't want to spend however many million on the redevelopment and then the government say, right, you're not allowed the fans in for another year. Moving on to a couple of questions off Instagram. Georgia said, what needs to be done to fix the problems we've been having with the free centre-backs? Sell them. <laughs> <laughs> Brings. Nah, that... Get Ryan Bennett back in. 
Yeah, to be fair, with the centre-backs, I know we were talking a bit earlier on about Bolly being a bit shaky, but he had been having sort of a Dharma Traore there at right wing-back. I think mm-hmm. if we can judge him properly in a few weeks after he's had four or five games with a proper, you'd say a proper right-back with Nelson Semedo there, yeah. I think that'd be uh, a little bit more fair, to be fair. So it, it will be interesting to see how they get on. Again, he's one of the players that aren't, isn't on international duty, so uh, he'll be at Compton with Nuno and hopefully... Sharpening up a few things in there in in the system. So I don't know what Finn. What do you reckon? Three at the back. Is that back three our best back three at the moment? I don't. Do you know what? When we it's going through my head now. It's the first time I've ever really thought it. We've got for for like teams that struggle getting a left sided centre half. If we say Bolly's better on the left, Marcel would play on the left. Kilman's on the left. Sace is on the left. Are we? Um, I'm just thinking it now. Like, is Hoover nailed on if Bolly moves across? Like, that's so strange that you find so many left-footed centre halves. But I think mm. at the moment, yeah, in a in a season as you were saying before, like of all seasons to revolutionise and make this new look Wolves when you've got four days of pre-season, maybe not the best time to have done it. But um, I think to keep something consistent, that back three, they're pretty comfortable with each other. They have looked a little bit shaky, but now there's probably going to be a settled back five for a while I think that may have changed things having different wing backs every week more than more than we think so I'm yeah I'm pretty confident in them three for a while now um Oliver said with our slow start like last season do you still think we'll be able to finish as high as we have in previous seasons obviously with Manchester United Man City Chelsea and Spurs all having fairly poor starts too Mate, Tom, what do you reckon because a... sorry it's just a... yeah it's right <laughs> no, I, I think you know we we've had six, we've got six points ready in our first four games. It took us about five or six games to get our first three points of the last se- uh, of the mm. season last time out. So yeah, I, I, and we still finished what like outside of Europe on goal difference. So yeah, um, I don't know. It's a, I, I genuinely think this could be one of the strangest Premier League tables of mm. of recent years. I genuinely do. I I would not be able to tell you. We could finish eighth. We could finish twelfth. You know. Mm. Um, it's a really, really. It's going to be inconsistent this season. I can. Pro- I think that's probably one of the things I would say is that we're probably going to be a lot mm. more inconsistent. But I think that's the case for a lot of teams. I mean, mm-hmm. Liverpool have shipped seven goals, seven goals <laughs> against Aston Villa. We we did the double over them last year. I mean, I know they're a lot better. To be fair, they've had a brilliant window, um, and fair play to them. But I mean, seven goals, Jota. I'm sorry, mate, but um, poor decision there. Come home, come, come home, Diego. Come home, please. Let's, um, let's talk outside. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Another question by by Harry as well on Instagram. Do you think Nuno needs to change up the style thing once in a while uh, when we play against the bottom half teams? I think that's what he's trying to do, isn't it? With this, mm. with the new style, because we struggled with the the Brightons, the Huddersfields, like the old Brighton anyway, not this new. Fancy Brighton. Um, we always struggle with that. And obviously Fulham, we got the win. It wasn't pretty, but I'd have much rather had that than the, the Huddersfield results in the past. Like old, what would that have been? Wolves 2.0 second season. <laughs> um, so I th- it'll get there. Um, I think that style, he's obviously, he's seen it as well. He's not stupid, is he? That last season's results. I mean, last season, to be fair, we had a lot of good results against the bottom teams. And then our, our results against the top teams, apart from Man City, weren't that great. Um, I think it's that first season that was key with struggling to beat the, the relegated sides especially so 
it's not too much of a worry. If we're beating them 1-0, I mean, it's not going to look great on the goal difference, but I'll take that any day over like the nil-nils that we were seeing before. So he's seen it. I think this Neto in deep thing might be the key to it, and Semedo a lot technically better to be able to, I don't know, pass teams to death, let's hope. Um, so I'm, I'm not too worried about it. And the final question, are you worried, Tom, about the lack of midfield options that we've got for the season? Uh, a little bit. Um, I, we always go back to it, but Alfred and Dye, that beautiful man. <laughs> why couldn't, why why couldn't, I mean, to be honest, when you tweeted that picture of Kondogbio, I, I sort of looked at it, I was just like, oh. I was like, is, is someone yeah. in the know here? But uh, obviously we never <laughs> Uh, no. we paid not to keep <laughs> him, didn't we? It, we paid not to keep him, Dan. It, it, it's so it's easy like, to make, yeah. make uh, get people excited on Twitter. I tell you that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I, I think we still need that like midfield enforcer destroyer. Uh, you know, whatever you want. Owen Ottasawi, I'm telling you. Getting him. Oh, I don't. I, I, I don't know. He's. We said that last season, and he didn't really get given a. Given a shout, did he? Um, He's too inconsistent, Otto Sowie. Like I watched him last season and one game, and he was unbelievable. He like and then I watched unreal. him, mm. uh, and then I watched him against Liverpool twenty threes, and I thought he was really average. Mm. Uh, but then I watched him play in the centre of a midfield free for the twenty threes last week, and he was brilliant. Like he just picked Fantastic, up the ball and like yeah. just started a move from like like within within winning the ball on the edge of the air, he burst forward, and we were thirty yards ahead after like a second. So it was yeah. ridiculous. So, um, someone like him. Yeah. Right, you know, or maybe having him as a reserve option when you do want something with a bit more steel in the midfield. I'm, I'm... I think even against even against the, the smaller teams when you do want to attack a bit more, just so you've got a slightly yeah. more defensive midfielder in there. I'm go- you, know, I'm t- you can allow the wing-backs to go up a bit I'm more. I'm gutted we didn't get Decore, to be honest. I, li- I was saying mm. for about two transfer windows, I was like, can we please just get Decore? He's, like, he's unreal. Um, he was yeah, the first yeah. eye-opener, wasn't he? With that Neves-Matinho midfield, do you remember, in the first Premier League season? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, it was wasn't it? Decore, so Capoue, it was like, wow. I've been wanting Wolves to get for ages. I'd, I'd seen him play um, a few times. and I think he was. I think he'd signed for Watford before we went up, if I'm right in thinking. Oh, he's, he'd, been, yeah. he's, been there, he'd been there for a while. Um, and him and Capoue, I was just like, oh, mate, that midfield is just like... Like you just wouldn't get it past them, really. Um, and obviously they were really good that season. But yeah, uh, I think we would have, we could have done with one more, just that brick, brick in midfield. Right then, guys, that is all we've had. Uh, this has been a one hell of a podcast, a long one uh, today. There were a couple more questions on Instagram, so I do apologise that we've not read them out. So I'm, uh, if you please do send them in next time, and I'll be sure to to get them read out. Uh, again, big thanks to Manscaped uh, for partnering with us for the podcast for the next few podcasts. Anyway, you can check out a link to them in the top of the description, whether it be on the podcast or whether you're watching slash listening on YouTube and talking walls for the discount code as well. Um, Tom, thanks a lot. It's been great having you on. Oh, nice. If people wish to find you on social media, where can they find you? Uh, so uh, on Twitter, if you uh, if you want to follow me on there, it's at Tom underscore Parker 12. And then Instagram is Tom underscore Parker 2412. So... Slight variation. Just to, just, to confuse, just to confuse everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure I can tweet it out or something, or link it in the description, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in the description for you. No problem. Uh, Finn, what about you? 
Finn is how you wouldn't spell it, mate. Every time. F-I-N-E-R-R-Z. 12-year-old me. Not thanking that sort. But no, yeah. On everything. Cheesinator. <laughs> hey, up. No one knows about that one. PlayStation. Um, you can find me uh, at Dave as a party on Twitter or obviously Talking Walls at Talking Walls on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, if you guys have got any other questions or want to comment on what we've said, if you are watching on YouTube, let us know. And if you're listening on iTunes, leave it, please leave us a review. It really does mean a lot. But until next time, guys, enjoy the rest of uh, the international break. But we will be back after the next few Wolves games to talk about what has been going on. And uh, yeah, until next time, look after yourselves and we'll see you all very, very soon.